Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Black Girl Creative. My name is Lisa Renice, and I'm so happy that you are here. Yay! So today we're going to talk about recovering your creative sanctuary and your dream space, right? And so it is my belief that we all need a safe space for our creativity to play, to grow, and to thrive. And so we're going to talk about how to create or recreate that for ourselves. But first, this episode, like every episode, is brought to you by, by Black Girl Creative garden and so this is a community and a collective of collective excuse me of black women coming together to support each other to create to commune to collaborate to thrive to grow to learn from one another and i would love to see you there we have options for pricing that fit any budget and so if you are interested please check it out visit alicia slash bgc collective and i would love to see you there all righty okay so we're talking about recovering or recreating a creative sanctuary and dream space so what does that even mean what does that even mean I feel like, you know how kids have playrooms? It's like that. It's like how a kid has a room to play. If you watch Community, then they have like a dreamatorium. And my husband, we have a room in our apartment called the dreamatorium and he calls that for me. Like a place for me to create, to rest, to contemplate, to dream, right? A safe space where I'm not gonna judge myself based on my dreams, my wants, my desires, and what I create. And so I feel like it's imperative that we have a safe place because even if we recover our creativity, which we talked about in a previous episode, if we don't have a safe space to put those things or to create that thing, then they're not going to live. They're, they're not going to thrive, right? They're going to come and be uprooted and ripped apart by our own judgments or judgments of other people. And so everything you create or do is not meant for other people. Some stuff is just for you, but even with yourself, you want to be a safe place for yourself. So the first safe place should be yourself, right? But that's going to take some work. It's going to take some time. But I'm going to share some things that have helped me to be able to give myself the safe space that I need as a creative. So we're humans and we have been given a great gift for good and for bad, right? We can foresee, we can plan, right? We can strategize, we can hope, we can wish. And so a lot of animals live off of instinct. They're in the moment. Like you look at squirrels, they're talking about like, oh, where are my nuts? How do I bury my nuts? Like, you know, they're very focused on one thing in the moment. They're about survival, where humans have the ability to thrive. Like we have the ability to plan. And so like I talked about in this previous episode, sometimes those gifts work against us, right? We can get really anxious by thinking about things that have not happened as if they did, right? We can get very depressed, ruminating on things that have happened in the past, right? Or thinking about our situation and feeling like there's no hope, feeling like we will never be able to come out of this, right? And so we're creating a reality for ourselves to live in, right? But Again, sometimes it can work against us, but it can also be worked. It can also be, you know, uh, harnessed for our benefit as well. When I think about my ancestors, like they had dreams of being free, of resting, right? Of being their own person, as being seen as, a, as, as one person, right? As a whole person. And so because of that dream, they were able to make changes in our world. Without that dream, without that hope, without that desire, without the, that foresight, they probably felt like this was going to be it. There's not going to be any changes. And I'm sure for some people, their dreaming, their dreams were dashed, right? Their ability to dream, their dream space was taken from them. And so if your dream space is taken from you, then you're never going to feel like you can do certain things, right? And so for me, even talking about getting your dream space back is restorative work, but it's also revolutionary because our, a lot of our ancestors didn't have time or space or safety to dream and sometimes dreaming was more painful than just being in the moment right when you dream of what it could be or how it could be different and when it's when you look at your reality and it doesn't you know resonate what you're dreaming of it could feel really depressing 
And so for some people, they don't dream because it is safer to be in that moment. It's safer to believe that nothing can change, right? But I am here to tell you that we can do the things that we dream of. We can, right? But we have to create the space to dream in the first place. The act of creating, the act of, you know, finding sanctuary, the act of dreaming is healing. It's healing. It lowers stress. It creates greater connection, mental wellness and mental fitness, sheer joy and happiness, meditation. It connects us to God, to our creator. It improves the quality of our lives. It allows us to enjoy things, enjoy art, right? Enjoying art is enjoyable too. Like seeing what other people dreamed of and created, it benefits us too. We see this every single day, right? We, we love the music we listen to. We see something, a color that really speaks to us, right? The food that tastes good. All these things were dreamt up. All these things were created in a sacred dream space and then was shared with us, with the world. And we benefit from that now. And so since dreaming and creating is beneficial, let's create a safe space for it, right? So again, reclaiming your dream, your dreams and your dream spaces is revolutionary, not just for yourself, but for so many others, so many other creative women who could not have voices, who had their voices taken from them, their, their dreams taken from them, the hope taken from them. And so you're doing the work, not only to heal yourself, but also to heal uh, the line that you come from. And I have a friend named Alexis, and I want to bring her on the podcast to talk more about that. Um, because I feel like that's so important. Like dreaming and storytelling is so, so, so important. And we'll get to that in another episode. But for now, do you have a sacred place to dream, create, and play? Do you have that? Really reflect on it. Do you have a space that you can go to, that you can retreat to, to rest, to dream, to play? And I'll give you some examples of what that could look like. So for me, sometimes it looks like a notebook. I carry a notebook around with me all the time. It's a notebook designated just for dreaming, just for playing, right? So I list out all the ideas I have, I list out the um, ideal versions of that dream. I'm not judging myself for it, right? I'm not trying to figure out the how. I'm not trying to figure out all that stuff. I'm, fig- I'm, I'm just giving myself space to dream. We'll figure out the how later if I so choose to actually do that thing. But for right now, we're talking about just dreaming itself. So a lot of us get choked up, right? So like weeds, like they choke up our dreams because we're so worried about, well, how am I going to do that? That's not possible. I don't have the money for that right now. Blah, 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 right? We get in these spirals. And before I can allow that limited thinking come to my mind, I have to be clear about protecting my dream, protecting my dream space. So again, a notebook, my car, I'm sitting in my car right now, right? So when I drive my car, ideas come to me and I record them on my voice recorder um, to be safe. (laughs) And then also I sit in my car to flesh out those dreams, to journal. Something about like traveling and being on the road um, really sparks my imagination. So travel is a safe place for me to dream. It makes me feel abundant. It makes me feel like anything is possible. But also like sitting in a car, I like recording videos and talking in the car because no one else is listening, right? I think, anyway, no one, no one else is listening. And I can be all of myself. I can hear myself. I can be myself um, without worrying about people hearing me, like my husband hearing me in the other room. And not that he would judge me, but I'm judging myself based on how I think he would be judging me by hearing me. It's like, it gets me out of my head, right? Another safe place is a room in the house. So like I said, we have an office in the house that I go to that I create my loops in, my music that I write, that I record episodes usually. And my husband calls it the Dreamatorium. And he calls it that because from community, um, Abed and somebody else. Anyway, but Donald Glover's character, he and his friend, they would be together in a room and just be playing, like literally just be playing around. Like it could be anything that they wanted it to be. And while it's supposed supposed to be for comedy, it really, it really was reflecting how that room is for me. Like I'm in there, I'm laying on the floor, I'm playing music, like I'm playing around with stuff. You know, I'm not judging myself and it is a safe place for me to be, to create. And I know that when I step in this room, 
whatever I create, I'm not judging myself for it. Whatever I make, I'm not judging myself. It is a safe place for me to be. And if I can't bring the right energy, I won't go in the room. I won't. Other people, they might have like a club or a group or group or a meetup or something that they do, right? So a place that they show up, that they meet together. Um, for us, it's the Black Girl Creative um, Creative Garden. It could be, you know, a sports club or something like that or some safe place a group of people where you can share your dreams and your ideas with other folks. For my friends, we're going to schedule a weekend together to dream, to vision, right? To actually take time a few days away from reality, using air quotes, our, our reality right now, to make the worlds we want to live in, to make the art that we want to live in, right? To make the art that we want to share, to create the space where we're not judging each other's dreams, but we're giving a voice to it. Because by putting a voice to it, we are, that's one step closer to realizing it, right? When, we're, when it's in our head, it's safe, right? It's in our head and it's like, okay, well, this is something I wanna do. But when you share it with other people, they're the ones that are gonna either like affirm it, they should be affirming it, right? And they're gonna help you give you the steps to get there too, to hold you accountable to getting to the place that you said that you wanna be. And so I'm really excited about that. So, so yes, a group of friends or a friend, it could be outdoors. I know walking clears my head, you know, just being in the moment gives me ideas, talking to God, um, is a great place for me to play. Like if I'm just being honest with him, I'm being like, I want to do this and I like this. And thank you God for making this tree. It's so beautiful. Like really being in the moment. Um, personal time, again, just be, being time by yourself. Um, on a walk, like I said, on a walk, I will record audio like, okay, this is an idea I have, blah, blah, blah. Or I'll tell God, you know? And so I ask you, what is your place? Where is the place that you find safety and solace for your dreams and for yourself? And it's really important that if you don't have that space, that you find that space for yourself. And again, it doesn't have to be with other people. It could be in a notebook. Have a designated notebook for writing down all your ideas and not judging them. And you're not determining how to do that there. You're just being honest about what you want or an idea that came to your mind. And understand that every idea you write down, you don't have to pursue. There's no pressure. This is a no pressure notebook at all. No one is judging you, not even you. What I will say though is it's important for you to have rules for your dream space, right? So you're not judging yourself. You're not asking permission. You're not worrying about the how, right? But you're also dreaming in best case scenario. Best case scenario. You're not looking at your reality right now. You are saying, ideally, this is what I want to do. If there were no rules, this is what I would do. If money wasn't a problem, this is what I would do, right? And so you're dreaming unapologetically. You're being honest, right? And there are no dreams that are too small or too big. If all you dream about is taking a nap, that's wonderful, right? If all, if, and if, if you dream about changing the world, that's wonderful too, all dreams are valid, they're all important, and they're all necessary. So there is no outcome, right? There is only this. There is no outcome. You're just, you're just dreaming to dream, to get into the act and the art of dreaming again. Sometimes it's hard to dream when your dreams have not been realized, when you have no evidence for your dream to be true, or your dreams have been destroyed, right? When the dreams that you have for yourself, for your others, for your family, right? It can be really hard to dream again because it is a very vulnerable place. And so you wanna do this with gentleness and kindness, you want, to, you want to ease into dreaming. So you're not looking for an outcome. You're not looking for these dreams to come true right now. You're just getting in a space and in a place and in a practice of dreaming. So again, in this dream space, you can rest, you can play, you can vent. If you want to vent in your notebook, that's fine too. You can explore, you can experiment, you can research. Again, there's no right outcome. There is only this. I also say that you should have a ritual or set an intention that gets you out of your machine mind. That gets you out of your, using air quotes, reality of right now, right? So for me, I play music or a song. I light a candle. I might stretch or walk. I might get in the car and take a drive, right? It gets me moving, like moving out of my day-to-day, -day, like the normal day-to-day -to, -day, to get me in a new space. Um, I might dance. I might move. I might look through magazines, right? 
I might go outside, I'll take a shower, I'll pamper myself to get in the in the mood of like quieting my mind and being honest with myself, a very intimate, something that's intimate, that gets you intimate with yourself, right? And so action items, like I said, I always want you all to leave this this podcast, not just feeling heard and seen and like, I, w- I want y'all to feel that as well, but I also want you to take some steps, like baby steps, right? We're not trying to change everything about ourselves. We're trying to implement new ideas and new things in our lives to change our mindset around things. So again, what does your dream space look like? And if you don't have one, how can you create one? What will be your ritual? Will you light a candle? Will you take a walk? Will you take a shower? Will you pamper yourself? Will you go outside? Will you move or dance? Like what will be your ritual to get ready to dream? What, like, what is it? Where is it on the schedule? Where is it on the schedule, y'all? Like, I know for me, I'd be saying I'm gonna do this. I have all the great intentions, right? But if it's not on my schedule, (laughs) it's not getting done. I have to be intentional about getting things done. I have the intention, but I have to be intentional about doing the intention. So setting the intention. And so again, that could just be 30 minutes in the morning, 30 minutes a week to dream, to get into the habit of dreaming, to, to get in the habit of daydreaming, right? And that'll get us in the habit of playing. And you go from playing to doing to creating, right? That's how you, that's how you do this by baby steps, okay? What objections reach out to you, right? Like what objections come up for you? For me, it's like, I could be doing a million other things, right? This is silly, this is frivolous, this is dumb. Um, objections that might come up and we're not we're not judging the objections we're just taking notice that they happen much like meditating it's like okay take notice of the thoughts that pop up in your mind right we're not judging them we're just acknowledging them and so we're going to revisit those limitations later on to deal with those things but for the moment just write just just keep note of what keeps coming up you can't do that someone's already doing that this is stupid how will you ever get the money for that nobody needs that this is silly like these things come up because we're human we are human and a lot of those judgments we have don't even come from ourselves. They come from years and years of rehearsing what other people say to us or rehearsing a failure that somebody else said that we failed or rehearsing or, or regurgitating what other people gave us or told us to be true. Because when we're born, we know no limitations. We know love. We know worth. Babies demand that you see them their worth. They scream at you coming out of the womb. Feed me. I deserve food. There's no, there's no conversation of who is worthy and who's not. We learn that we're unworthy. We learn that we can't do things, right? And if we, if we do the work of unlearning those things, how limitless will we be now that we have the fortitude, the experience, the wisdom, the age, you know what I'm saying? Like to add that to our childlike dreams. So dream, allow your mind to wander. Like just allow it to wander. It's okay if you have... 10 dreams that don't sound anything alike. I have a lot of dreams. I have a dream to own a farm. I have a dream to live in the city. I have a dream to live on a boat in the ocean. Like I have a dream, you know, to to write music. I have a dream to be a photographer. Don't judge these dreams. All of them can be valid. All of them can be valid. So I have some prompts for you. So if you're having problems like with dreaming, like you're like, oh, where do I start? Here's some questions I have for you that you can ask yourself. So number one, what does freedom look like to you? What does freedom look like to you? Number two, if money weren't an issue, what would you do? If money weren't an issue, I would blank. And just write, just keep writing until you can't write no more. Or keep starting new sentences. If money wasn't an issue, I would blank. If money wasn't an issue, I would blank. If money wasn't an issue, I would blank. Another question, if I could not fail, I would blank. If it was a guaranteed success for me, I would blank. 
If you could do anything, what would you rather be doing than this? Unless you're happy, right? Unless you're happy, that's wonderful. But for those who, you know, might feel stuck or, you know, limited, what would you rather be doing in this moment? Number four, I guess the number five, what childhood dreams still sing to you? What dreams do you still have from childhood that you're afraid to admit, that you're afraid to share with other people? Be honest about that. Give voice to these dreams. Write it on paper. Make it real. Make it real. It doesn't have to be a silly childhood dream. Number six, what brings you absolute joy? What brings you absolute peace? Absolute safety? Number seven, what things do you want to try secretly, but you're afraid to tell people? Because of judgment, because of access, because of money. Like, what do you want to try that you're afraid to tell people? Number eight, If you could play pretend, who would you be? And you can answer that however you want to answer that. Who would you be? What would you be? Who or what would you be if you could play pretend? You could be a princess. You could be a dolphin. You know, you could be a starfish. You could be a bird. Like, if you could play pretend, what would you be? Number nine. And don't judge these answers also. Number nine. What would you do if you didn't have to be good at it? If you didn't have to be good at a thing what would you do? And I feel like this is a really good question to ask because we don't do a lot of things because we feel like we have to be good at it for it to be valid. We feel like we have to be good at it to do the thing. When you can be bad, everybody who we see that is good at something was bad at something at first. Everybody. They just gave themselves permission to be bad at it. And I feel like, especially as black women, there's so much pressure on us to be good at things, to be excellent at things, to excel at things, right? We feel like if it's not going to be done in excellence, don't do it. We hear that all the time. I disagree with that. I disagree. The only way that you get to using air quotes excellence is by doing. And should excellence even be the goal? Should that be the number one goal of doing something? I don't agree. I don't think so. I don't think so. And also the people, let's be real, the people who are making these rules about what is excellent and what is not, a lot of them give themselves a lot of grace to not be excellent. White men give themselves a lot of grace to not be excellent. They're not stuck. They're not, they're not suffering with imposter syndrome like we are because we know that we have to be twice as good to get half as far. We're already doubting ourselves. We're already saying that, oh, well, I'm a black woman. I'm already not worthy. When I had to be ex- extra excellent, whatever the, whatever the word for extra excellent is, like extraordinary, like we cannot be ordinary. But I promise you, you can if you would free yourself. You cannot be living your life j- being judged by other people. And that's something I'm learning myself. I'm learning that myself. So again, the dream space. If you're struggling with finding a dream space for yourself, I, I invite you to the Black Girl Creative Garden where we come together and we create. We, we, that is literally a dream space of folks for people to be honest about what they dream about, to share, to support one another, to give voice to the things, to be affirmed, right? To be told that they are enough. And so if you need that, I, I invite you to come out to join. Again, um, visit alicianice.me slash BGC Collective. I would love, love, love to see you there. And I hope that you all got something from this from this uh, episode. And if you did, please let me know. Leave a comment. Send me a DM. Leave a review. Share with someone who needs to hear this. Um, I would love that. And so thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your time and your attention. I love you. I appreciate you. Keep creating. Keep loving yourself. And I will talk to you all in the next episode. Bye-bye.